You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magania, who I believe is wearing a Kansas City Chiefs onesie right now. Uh, Kramer Sanson in the background helping us keep this thing moving. Those Kansas City Chiefs, man, what an unbelievable game. They win Super Bowl 57. They are once again world champions. Patrick Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl ring, is guaranteed to win his uh, second Super Bowl MVP with a 38-35 to win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And Rocky, how you feeling, man? <laughs> I have never been happier in my entire life. And I am a father and a married man. <laughs> <laughs> and do not let my wife hear that. But, oh my God, you're Chiefs. The team that they said was in a rebuilding year, the team they said might not win the division, your Kansas City Chiefs against all odds down 10 points to start the second half came back and they are your 2022 slash 23 NFL Super Bowl champions about to hoist the mother effing Lombardi trophy for the third time. Patrick Mahomes seals himself as with the greatest quarterback of all times. Oh my gosh, this was a masterclass by Andy Reid, a masterclass by Steve Spagnolo in the second half. I, 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 can't even, I can't even tell you how ecstatic I am. First half, forget the first half. The first half didn't exist. First half doesn't matter. Why? Because we won in the second half, and that's all that matters. Oh my God, Steven Serta. Steven Serta. We've been Chiefs fans our whole life. We've been, this is the post-game show of us as Chiefs fans celebrating a Super Bowl victory. Holy mother effing SHIT balls, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Chiefs Kingdom. We are the champions, baby. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. So we've got a ton to talk about on tonight's show. Um, Just an incredible performance by the Kansas City Chiefs and as if they needed to do anything else to cement their legacies as some of the greatest who have ever done it. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they get another ring. Chris Jones gets another ring. Frank Clark gets another ring. Unbelievable football game from start to finish. There was fireworks the entire time. Uh, You didn't feel good when any defense was on the field because it didn't seem like either defense could stop the opposing offense. And at the end of the day, Rocky, that was, I think, we, we talk about this Kansas City Chiefs team, and we'll get into like all the key moments and all of that stuff. We, we've got you covered here on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. But holy hell, man, the second half of that game, they were perfect offensively. The Chiefs were perfect offensively in the second half of that game. What an unbelievable second half game plan from Andy Reid and that offensive coaching staff because there was reason to worry. You head into halftime down 10 points, 24 to 14, and the offense doesn't look great, really. Like, they they were just kind of had a couple of bad drives where they, they just got off the field too quick, and it just seemed like things were kind of falling in place for the Eagles. And that second half opening drive was so, so important in this game because you don't feel reliant that you're going to be able to force the Eagles off of the field. And what do they do? They come out, they march right down and get a touchdown. And then they're able to to force a stop. And then Kadarius Toney comes up huge. And everything just kind of fell in place for the Kansas City Chiefs. But it starts with that second half performance by Andy Reid because – 
it wasn't perfect in the first half, but man, Andy was coaching for legacy in that second half. That was unbelievable. He was excellent in the second half of this football game. Oh my God. This was a manifesto by an all-time great in Andy Reid in the second half, especially on the last two touchdowns, the one to Kadarius Tony and the one to Sky Moore, where he motioned, motioned speed to the outside and he, he used the Eagles' aggression against themselves. Oh my gosh, like those, like those two play calls right there, literally the easiest touchdowns that Andy Reid has had in his entire career. And he waited all game long to dial those up. The first half, the first half was ugly. Like, I mean, what, eight minutes to 20 minutes of time of possession? Like, the hats off to the Eagles. They played their game plan tonight to perfection. To perfection. Their, their whole plan was to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and try to get one-on-one matchups on the outside to their two star wide receivers. And it worked. It worked for them. And, 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 and at the end of the day, though, five minutes left, Game on the line, season on the line, championship on the line. Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hands. At that moment, you knew, you knew, you knew the Chiefs were going to be the NFL Super Bowl champions. Because guess what? Ten times out of ten, if you tell me before the season, five minutes left, tie game, Super Bowl, Mahomes has the ball in his hands. Do we win that game? Yes. Every single time we win that game. There is no question that we win that game. Why? Because he's the best quarterback. He's the best player. He's like, people say, oh, don't throw around the Michael Jordan reference. Don't, th- don't throw around the greatest of all time. He hasn't played long enough. No, he is the greatest of all time. Every single question was put to bed tonight. His stat line isn't, isn't astounding in the yards category, but he played a perfect ball game tonight. Patrick Mahomes played perfect football. I, I mean... I think he played perfectly for what he was capable of doing because, you know, late in that first half, he goes down, is limping pretty severely. You could see him on the bench, clearly in a lot of pain and and clearly trying to gut it out. But it didn't seem like there was ever any doubt that he was like not coming back into this football game in the second half. And then he just goes out there in the second half and plays about as perfect as he possibly could gutted it out like he has in every playoff game since that injury against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. And he was just lights out. And Andy was doing everything he could in the second half to help Patrick. They were actually committing to the running game and picking up big chunk yards on the ground with Isaiah Pacheco. He was spectacular in this game, had multiple big runs, And then it just comes down to execution. And in the first half, we saw Travis Kelsey just lighten up the Eagles defense. But you needed other guys to step up and make plays because they were not doing that in the first half. They absolutely were not doing that outside of Travis Kelsey. Nobody offensively for the Chiefs was stepping up to try to help Patrick Mahomes out. And in the second half, Andy was just getting guys open. And he was saying, well, okay, I'm just going to scheme you guys open so it'll be easier for you to make plays. And we saw everybody contribute. Juju Smith-Schuster wound up being huge in this game. Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore were both amazing and had their key moments in the game that were that were amazing, especially for a player like Sky Moore, who we had high hopes for as a rookie season. And, and, you know, maybe he didn't quite live up to those, but I still have plenty of hope for him moving forward. To see him get that touchdown in the Super Bowl was an incredible moment. Tony has a big punt return. He gets a touchdown. He was amazing, and he only had one snap in the first half. So I, I was sitting here like, what are we doing, Andy? Why is Tony like playing such a limited uh, basis in the first half when we acted like he was healthy all week? And it just seemed like Andy was saving all of that because he knew we have to put this thing away in the second half, and we got to play perfect, and they absolutely did. So let's start unpacking this game and trying to understand how the Kansas City Chiefs once again – uh, third Super Bowl in four years, second Super Bowl championship. Kansas City, we are going to have a Super Bowl parade sometime next week. I'm assuming it's going to be on Tuesday or Wednesday. There will be a championship parade in Kansas City. We've got the NFL draft coming in a couple of months. Man, it's 
it's a really cool time uh, to to be a Kansas City native and see what this team is being able to accomplish. But hey, we- Serta, hey, Serta, I got a question real quick. What did we give up for Kadarius Tony? I don't even remember what the trade was off the top. Of it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? I, mean, I don't think it was. It wasn't a lot. A lot. Uh, uh, was that the was that the move of the year by Brett Veach? Yeah, is that the I, move well, of the year? I mean, considering. Tony, you, I mean, you can see it when Tony's on the field, Rocky, like you can see it. He brings an added dimension of elusiveness and explosiveness that none of the other wide receivers on the team have. And, and we've seen flashes of it. We, we haven't gotten a full glimpse of it because he's had so many injury issues staying on the football field and has never really gotten to fully work into the offense and be incorporated in the way that we think he can be when he's fully healthy with a full off season and a full off season in this chief's training program and their training staff and how good they are at keeping players on the field. I think Kadarius Tony has a sky high ceiling next year, but let's start trying to unravel this game a little bit. Cause we could just sit here and, and go off all night. There's fireworks going off everywhere around me in Kansas city. I'm sure Kansas city is going to be an absolute madhouse tonight. And, you know, hats off to the Philadelphia Eagles incredible game incredible performance by them uh they they did as much as any team possibly could to deserve to win a super bowl and tonight patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs were just better patrick mahomes just said i I, i'm not losing this game there's no way i'm going to be the reason that we're losing this game even if i have an ankle injury and part of the reason the first half was so frustrating rocky was because We see each team go down and score on their opening drives, and both teams made it look easy. They made it look easy in different ways, but that opening script of plays, Andy was just like, we're getting Kelsey free, and we are going to get him open, and he did that early in the game. It leads to to the Chiefs' first touchdown of the game to Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs' offense was just lights out in that opening series, and then they kind of stall out, have have some bad possessions, but it also wasn't necessarily on them where – you get the big scoop and score from Nick Bolton, which was the biggest defensive play of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, probably. And, you know, and in a game where neither defense was having a, a dramatic impact, like we talked about these pass rushers all week long for the Chiefs and for the Eagles. And there's what one combined sack between <laughs> between these two pass rush units. So that's credit to your offensive coaches for the game planning and the way that they're trying to protect their quarterbacks. But Nick Bolton has that scoop and score touchdown but then they have to immediately turn around and play defense again. And the Eagles were like, okay, well, we're fine. We get it. Yeah. You needed that. That, that was a big play in the game, but we're just going to go on a long drive now. And we're just going to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Cause we win the game. If Patrick Mahomes isn't on the field and they did that and they executed it to perfection in the first half, the chiefs just weren't on the field offensively. Like they had a couple of bad possessions and those possessions wound up be- being huge in the first half because they didn't get back on the field. <laughs> like they, they just didn't even get another opportunity to go out there and make plays. And the, the first half, uh, it was, it wasn't, it was frustrating for me because you could see the chiefs defense playing. Well, Nick Bolton was playing like an absolute madman tonight and he, he was unbelievable. And, but the defense was playing well overall. I thought, I thought they were doing a good job of tackling and, and I thought that they were executing pretty well. It's just that, man, the Eagles are really good. That offensive line is really good. A.J. Brown's really good. Devontae Smith is, is really good. Jalen Hurts is really good. He was incredible tonight. Like, any questions or, or whatever opinion you have about Jalen Hurts, if it's not that Jalen Hurts is a fantastic NFL quarterback, it's wrong because he was great tonight. He played well enough for them to win a championship. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs' second-half performance was the most impressive showing I- I've seen from them all season long. And we talk about this team and how inconsistent they can be sometimes and the the stupid mistakes that they go through all throughout the regular season. And we get so frustrated because we know how good they can be when they play it like this, when they execute and when they, and when they play within the offense. And they did that at the highest of levels on the biggest of stages in the Super Bowl, And that's why they won because they were totally unstoppable in the second half of this game. They were completely unstoppable in the second half of this game. And you're right. Like the Eagles in the first half played their game plan to perfection. 
It wasn't that the Chiefs were playing bad defense. The Chiefs were just inches away on multiple plays. The Chiefs were close to a sack. The Chiefs were close to a pass breakup. I mean, A.J. Brown's touchdown reception. Like, like, like. I mean, if if we don't get turned, if 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 McDuffie doesn't get turned around on that, he had good coverage. Like the Chiefs were just inches away all throughout the second half. They were just like so close to making the play that they needed to make. And the fact that they just kept on coming up inches short. And, and then the fact that to their credit, Nick Sirianni said, we're not going to punt today. Like we're only going to beat the Chiefs if we keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and we refuse to punt. If we keep the ball in our hands and we keep moving the ball down the field and progressing it and those drives end in points and preferably touchdowns, which they did ended in touchdowns. Um, we have a, we have a really, really good chance of beating this team because our best defense is our offense, keeping Mahomes on the sideline. And that's exactly what they did. And the chiefs could not get to Jalen hurts in the first half. They could not put pressure on Jalen hurts in the first half, but then you saw in the second half Spagnolo. God bless him. As much as I've had to say against him this year, God bless Steve Spagnuolo. I love him. He said, listen, Jalen Hurts sucks when he rolls left. Jalen Hurts has been playing great all day, but he can't roll left and throw the ball. We, No matter what we do, the one thing we're going to do in the second half is we're going to force Jalen Hurts to roll left and throw the ball on the run. And guess what? They forced Jalen Hurts to roll left and throw the ball on the run. And they finally punted the ball. They finally punted the ball. They they were not successful. Colin Saunders, who I was, I texted you literally moments before it happened. I said, Colin Saunders has been horrible today. The Chiefs need to do something about him. And then he gets a sack. He gets the only sack in the game, Steven Serta. And but what happened? They forced Jalen Hurts to roll out left. It was uh, it was Steve Spagnolo. They saw it on tape. And they went out there and they executed at the perfect time. And credit to um, to Steve Spagnuolo in the defense, and credit to the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. That offensive line is spectacular. Like for them, the run that Chris Jones has been on this playoffs, and, and how dominant of a player he has been. For them to basically just freeze him out of the game and, and minimize his impact is huge. And it says a lot about how elite that offensive line is like they were spectacular. And so when you message us that I was like, yeah, but like, I don't think it's all on those guys. Like, like Colin Saunders, like you need Chris Jones to make a play. Colin Saunders is a nice player and he's had a nice season and this has been the best season of his NFL career. But like, I'm not looking to Mike Dana in that situation, even though he's been great. I'm not looking to George Karloftis in those situations, even though he's been really solid as a rookie, I'm looking to Chris Jones, that superstar, to go make a play, or even Frank Clark with the playoff run that he's been on and, and what a game, game-changing game player he's been for you this postseason. Like, those are the guys that you need to step up and make plays, and they just could not put pressure on Jalen Hurts. They could not slow down that offense enough. And then in the second half, that aggressiveness from Nick Sirianni that has been his calling card all season long, he, they were getting fourth downs at will in the first half. And that was part of why I was so frustrated with the way the chiefs were playing. And then in the second half, they get to a fourth and six and they're in a positive field position area and Sirianni decides to punt it. And I think that that's a, that that's a game deciding call there where he chose not to be aggressive. He chose not to do the things that they were doing and, and finding success with. And it played right into the chief's hands because it, it was, in the second half, defensively for the Chiefs, it was just stay above water. Like, just just get off the field. Just give us one chance. Just get off the field once and give the ball back to Patrick because he's going to go score, and there's nothing they can do about that. And Nick Sirianni kind of played into it and, and just and punted there when I, I, I did not think that he should, and it didn't really seem to make a lot of sense. And that punt sets up the huge return by Kadarius Tony that gives the chiefs another touchdown. Like it just, it all unraveled a little bit. And I think that you saw in the second half where I think it was the biggest advantage that we discussed a ton at Arrowhead pride coming into this game, where you obviously have an advantage with Patrick Mahomes because he's always going to be your biggest difference maker, but you have an advantage with this chief's coaching staff with the experience that they have in super bowls in big time games like this. 
And we were curious how that was going to shape up for Nick Sirianni and his young coaching staff, because he does have a really young coaching staff that doesn't have a ton of experience in situations like this. And I thought in the first half, he was great. And then in the second half, he decides to punt that football and it totally changed the game. And, and I think that, that there might have been some, you know, Super Bowl jitters, nervousness going on there and thinking, well, we can we, we stopped the Chiefs offense in the first half. We can go get a stop now. And they just couldn't do anything to stop the Chiefs offense. So I, I think they got bailed out a little bit by the Eagles there in the second half. But it's also you just saw the coaching experience of this Chiefs coaching staff. And Andy Reid just put in and Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and all of the other guys on the offensive side of the ball just put together an unbelievable game plan and got everyone involved in the second half to where you're like, okay, weapon here, weapon here, weapon here, weapon here. And there was nothing the Eagles could do to stop Patrick Mahomes in this offense. I tell you what, this, this entire Super Bowl on offense and defense, both came down to speed outside of the tackles on defense. When they forced Jalen Hurts out left where he can't throw from, who do they have out there? They would put LeJarrius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, or Willie Gay out there, right, to, to get him in space and to force him out of bounds. The fact that they put speed on the outside negated Jalen Hurts' legs in the second half. And then on offense, what did they do? They ran Isaiah Pacheco off tackle. Right, they put him. They got him outside of the box. They ran him off tackle and got him outside where his speed and his legs could do some damage. For both of the touchdowns for Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, speed on the outside. There was they they saw something on the tape with the Eagles where they said if we motion or run speed outside, we're gonna have some success against these guys. And maybe it's because their front four is so stout and their front four is so aggressive and they're going after the quarterback. You got four guys going straight to the quarterback. Okay, then who's who's protecting the boundaries, right? And so, I mean, hats off to Andy Reid, hats off to Steve Spangdolo, hats off to Eric Bieniemy. Like, the fact that the Eagles' offensive coordinator is going to become a head coach this year and Eric Bieniemy's not going to, it's just it's just a worn-out trope at this point, but... Like Eric Bieniemy outcoached the Eagles' offensive coordinator this game, he did yeah. head to head, and he's done it year after year. So give put some respect on Eric Bieniemy's name. Eric Bieniemy has two Super Bowl rings as an offensive coordinator. There's not another offensive coordinator in the NFL that has two Super Bowl rings that can't get a shot. Yeah, and, and that's actually going to be something to watch this offseason with Eric Bieniemy. He his contract expired last year. They brought him back on a one year deal, you know. And he is kind of interviewing with other teams even uh, for not just head coaching positions, but he's been talking to some teams about some OC positions because maybe it's for him. He's got to get away from Andy Reid and prove he can do it on his own. But and we'll see how that goes and. There, again, the their Chiefs' game plan in the second half was incredible. They, they were excellent. It, it was the biggest difference maker, and Mahomes was great, and he, he made a lot of plays, but they were making it easy for Patrick Mahomes in the second half. They were trying to do everything they possibly could to give him a hand because he needed it, and you know he, he was gutting it out. He was clearly hurt. He did have that. Uh, fourth quarter, 26-yard run that was absolutely incredible. That's going to go down as one of the the bigger plays, uh, I think, that we'll remember from this Super Bowl run because like he had that one against the Titans in the AFC Championship game. But this one, knowing he's on one leg, knowing that there's pressure coming and the pocket's collapsing around him, and still being able, even on that bad ankle, to take off and outrun Eagles defenders and make them chase him down, like – what an unbelievable play with under three minutes to go in the fourth quarter in a tie football game. Patrick Mahomes just said, I don't care if my leg falls off. I'm not getting sacked here. I've got to get this first down. And he did. And man, what an unreal season, Rocky. What an unreal They have doctors game. for a reason, Steven Serta. They can put your leg back on in the offseason. What are you, you know, saving your leg for? And in a rebuilding season where this defense has so many impactful young players and, and rookie players. And, you know, Nick Bolton's only in year number two, and he seems to just be getting better, whether you want to dissect his performance and, and decide whether or not he's good or not. I think Nick Bolton's a pretty good player. And 
he was special for them tonight. Uh, he uh, he was arguably the biggest difference maker on the defensive side of the ball for them tonight. Like Nick Bolton was great. And to just put it all together this way and win another Super Bowl this season of all seasons, when the AFC West was loading up to, to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, when the Buffalo Bills add Von Miller and go spend a bunch of money to try to load up and take down the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals load up on the offensive line, to, to make sure that they can stay ahead of the chiefs and none of it mattered this season. The Eagles built a, a superstar loaded roster with talent at every position that you desperately want to have superstar talent at. They had all of it and none of it was enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. He, he's still again, another super bowl champion in his young NFL career two-time NFL MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time Super Bowl winner, just unreal, man, unreal. Wow, what a nobody, run. In the nobody can beat Rocky. Mahomes except for Mahomes. Nobody can beat the Chiefs. As long as they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, nobody beats the Chiefs except for the Chiefs beating themselves. This is a historic combination of head coach and quarterback. Like Chiefs Kingdom, you have a historic combination of head coach and quarterback right now in this moment you are living through history like like years from now they'll look back and they'll say okay what what were the best nfl teams right they'll say okay well let's say uh the uh super bowl liv chiefs they were pretty good the super bowl lv ii chiefs they were really good right you know i mean like mahomes is that guy andy reed is that guy like like you have the best like we went through years and years and years of good but not great and then everybody in the afc west they said okay josh mcdaniels and Devonta adams that's enough to top patrick mahomes and andy reed they said okay khalil mack and uh and uh, whoever else is playing over in uh, Los Angeles Chargers right now with Justin Herbert, that's enough to top Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Are you kidding me? Russell Wilson, that's enough to top Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Listen, you could take any other quarterback in the NFL and put him with another head coach, and that is not enough to top Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And that is what we proved tonight. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, through the Best combination in the NFL. They are Belichick and Brady, you know, in their prime. Like, you, like, like, if you want to take a shot at the crown, you better not miss. You, you, you took your best shot tonight. Like, 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 Philadelphia got as close as anybody possibly could to taking the crown, and they still came up short. And that's not a knock on Philadelphia. Philadelphia is an amazing team. Nick Sirianni is a very good coach. Jalen Hurts. I, you look at my Twitter feed. I've said for years. Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback, but guess what? He's not Patrick Mahomes, and Nick Sirianni is not Andy Reid. Like, we're talking about all-time legend status. So, Kramer, just go ahead and throw up this guy more touchdown for me because I just want to – I just want to sit in it. And I just – I just – I love Sky Moore so much, and it was so cool – Look how excited he is. Look how happy he is right now. It was so cool to see him get this touchdown. And it's a similar play to the Kadarius Tony touchdown. It's just to the other side where Andy Reid's, you know, he was using motion all night to free guys up and to kind of confuse the Eagles defense, which was, uh, again, just another wrinkle in how special his game plan was tonight and how amazing he was. Like, this was the type of game that Andy has been waiting for his entire career. Like, you know, for all the times that he came up short in Philadelphia and, and losing a couple of years ago to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, this was Andy Reid's masterpiece in, in the second half of this football game. He was absolutely incredible as a play caller, doing everything he possibly could from the sideline to make life easier on Patrick Mahomes. And then it just comes down to everybody executing and doing their jobs. The Chiefs' offensive line was spectacular. And I just don't think we can discuss uh, enough how exceptional he was in the second half as a play caller. Andy Reid was just absolutely incredible, and they were making everything look so easy. It's just, man, when they talked about earlier in the week, like, no, we're prepared. We're we're ready for this. Like, they were prepared. This was some of the best execution that they've put together in a single game all season long, and – 
just hats off to them and, and everything that they were able to accomplish this season. It, it's just absolutely unreal. And man, for all the young players they got, they still got a lot of draft picks this off season. That NFL draft is here in Kansas city and all those young guys that we saw make a big impact this season. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, Trent McDuffie, Brian Cook, George Karloftis, Leo Chanel, who played a lot of snaps of this game and actually helped quite a bit against the Eagles rushing attack. And, you know, I think that there's a different world where, you know, the Jalen Hurts runs that were killing them in the first half, but they were doing a good job at containing their running backs because where the Eagles, when they really put their foot on your throat in football games and it happened against the 49ers. They did it for four quarters against the New York giants is when they don't even need Jalen hurts to run when they can just hand the ball off and they can just gash you. Like that's when they're dominant, nobody's stopping them. And so a credit to the chiefs defense, because when the running backs were getting the ball, they're like, okay, well, we know that guy's getting the ball. He's not going anywhere. And they didn't really give up any huge chunk gains on the ground that way. A lot of it was those empty looks from Jalen Hurts where, you know, most of the time you're in an empty set in a shotgun, you're, like, you're expecting them to throw, and Jalen Hurts was just rushing for 15 yards. It's hard to – it's hard to you know predict those kinds of plays because most quarterbacks, you're expecting a throw there, and it's hard to get a read on those kinds of looks from them. So credit to the defense uh, again, but, man, this defense – has so many young players and they're only going to get better. And they've got some question marks to address this off season on both sides of the ball. We'll see what happens with Orlando Brown, but the chiefs offensive line in this game stepped up uh, against uh, Eagles pass rush that has 78 sacks on the year, including the playoffs. And they protected Patrick Mahomes and he was not, you know, they got some pressure here and there, but it's not like he was having to run for his life like he was uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, and I, I just, you got everything in that game that you could have possibly asked for on both sides of the ball. I know Eagles fans are probably disappointed, but man, at the end of the day, it just came down to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the biggest advantage and you can't do anything about it when it's working as well as it was tonight in Super Bowl 57. Oh, 100%. And, and you talk about Miles Sanders and uh, playoff Kenny. They've been huge for the Eagles in this playoff run. And then the Chiefs today said, you know, listen, if you're going to, if Jalen Hurts is going to beat us by scrambling on a passing play, that's one thing. But we're not going to let Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell beat us on the ground. And, and they focused on them every single time they touched the ball. They rallied to it and they and then and they tackled them for a modest gain. And so the fact that they were able to limit limit Kenneth Gainwell and uh and Miles Sanders was huge in Bart Scott to an extent. Now we're talking Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard got his, but you know what? He wasn't a game breaker. Like Dallas Goddard had some some really nice receptions, but he didn't kill him. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the 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 Eagles whole game plan, they said. We are not going to get beat by Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is not going to eat us alive today. Well, the first drive, Travis Kelsey ate him alive. After that, they, they double teamed him. They said, we're going to take away Travis Kelsey. So, so, so Andy Reid said, okay, guess what? We're going to bring Juju Smith-Schuster across the middle also, and we're just going to throw it to him on the RPO. Or we're just going to hit it on the outside of Sky Moore. We're going to hit it to Justin Watson in the, in the seam, right? Or we're just going to pound the ball. With Isaiah Pacheco, they like the the Eagles sold out on stopping Travis Kelsey, and they were successful successful with that for the most part in the second half. But but at the end of the day, yo Andy Reid was just like, okay, I'll just go to my next weapon. I'll just go to my next guy, and, and I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll check down to the next guy. And Mahomes said, okay, put two guys, put two guys on Travis Kelsey because I want you to do that because that's going to open up Juju for me. I mean, this is like any way you look at it, this was a game on the offensive side of the ball that was played to perfection by Andy Reid, Eric Bienme, and Patrick Mahomes. On the defensive side of the ball, they were they they gutted it out. They said, okay, these guys are really good on offense, and they are really, really good on offense. And they 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 stayed with it and they battled and they fought. And at the end of the day, 
they made just enough plays. And that's what that's what you've always wanted out of the Chiefs defense. You never said the Chiefs had to have a top three defense in the NFL. You said at the end of the day, they had to make enough plays to give Patrick Mahomes a chance at the end of the day to make a play to win the game. And guess what? We had to get the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands, game tied with five minutes left to go. The defense did its job. They did just enough. And you mentioned the offensive line. I've been so hard on the offensive line. They were they placed they faced the best pass rush in the NFL today. And they protected Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Orlando Brown Jr., everything I've ever said about you, it's all forgiven, man. Why? Because in so the you're Super ready to Bowl. Pay Orlando now? I'll, I'll pay him. Why? Because you gave us a Super Bowl ring, man. It's worth it. Andrew Wiley, go ahead, buddy. Like, I love you. I love everybody on that roster right now, man. Because when when the when the game was on the line and the Super Bowl was on the line, every single player on this Chiefs roster stepped up. There they, they named one player today on the Chiefs roster that folded under pressure. There's not a single one. Every player on this team stepped up, they did their job, and they fought through a really, really hard game, and they won the Super Bowl. That is amazing. That's amazing to think about. And I know that, Eagles fans, you're really, really angry about the Juju Smith-Schuster hold call on James Bradbury. That's that's the life of an NFL game. That's the life of an NFL game. And I think he got held. You think he didn't. That wasn't why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Like, like there's no one play that wins or loses the Super Bowl. So don't try to take that away from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid because they played a perfect game despite that. The Chiefs are the NFL Super Bowl champions because they played a perfect game to perfection in the second half. Yeah, it, it was really just a master class by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the second half of this football game. And, you know, we probably only got a few more minutes here. I want I want Rocky and Kramer to be able to go celebrate this win. We still got plenty of work to do here at Arrowhead Pride. Um, if you guys got any comments, uh, make sure you're using hashtag AP Rapid Reaction Show. We'll try to get to a couple of your observations from the game before we get out of here. And I do want to remind you, we'll try to collect whatever post-game press conferences we can find, and they, those will be available if you're listening to us on the podcast page. Um, Kramer, why don't you come up to the stage? I want Kramer to be in for the last few minutes of the AP Rapid Reaction Show. Kramer has done a spectacular job all season making this thing look better, making me and Rocky look better, helping us out on the AP Rapid Reaction Show. And Kramer, I, I just want to I want to give you a second to get your thoughts in on the Chiefs winning yet another yeah. Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, hey, I'll tell you one thing. I'm happy that the Super Bowl is coming back to the AFC. Put it in the AFC West. It's awesome. I, I'm happy for you all and everything. It's, it's, it's crazy out here in Liberty, Missouri. Fireworks going off crazy. But, no, oh, my gosh, that game. I kind of figured that it was going to be tense the entire time. I was sweating it out, most majority of it. But I'll tell you what, my octopus bet, I'm gladly I made. It worked out. So everything worked out just fine. Shoot your Super Bowl champions. I love it. Crame yeah. dog. Crame dog, you've been there through the whole season in the background, making us look good. I, I can't tell you thank you enough, buddy. You are the MVP of this show. And you know, I appreciate that, Rocky. All the stuff that you've done um, said to me, and all the slanderous stuff. I love it. Absolutely enjoy it. And also, I put this up here real quick. Obviously, I regret nothing. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, just an incredible season. And we're so thankful that we got to break down every single Chiefs game for you guys this year. And that it all culminated in another Super Bowl champion. And we were able to bring you guys coverage and talk about this team each and every week. And we've been on an incredible run at Arrowhead Pride. We've got an unbelievable team at Arrowhead Pride who is covering every aspect of the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to turn the page here. Uh, uh, I would say next week we're going to kind of wrap things up, start taking a look ahead off-season moves, free agents, NFL draft, and all that stuff. We, you know we'll, we'll have you totally covered at arrowheadpride.com and on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. But, uh, again, just 
so cool to be a small part uh, of another special season from the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm really appreciative appreciative of both of you guys hanging out with me every single week oh, and us totally. getting to talk about this oh, football team. Oh my God, Serta, it's 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 a pleasure to get to be on the show with you every single week. You are you're my homie, man, and I love I love breaking down these games with you and Chiefs Kingdom. It's been an honor. It's been an honor to do these post game shows for you guys. I mean, I can't even imagine like dream come true this entire season with my two homies on this show and all of you guys. Hey, I enjoy this one hundred percent. I appreciate you, Serta, saying, "Hey, Kramer, need some help." I said, "Hey, I got you." <laughs> well, Kansas City. We'll have all the Super Bowl parade details for you later this week at ArrowheadPride.com. As soon as we know them, you will know them, Chiefs fans. Um, But other than that, what an unbelievable season. Let's go celebrate. We're going to go have some fun. We still got plenty of work to do for you at ArrowheadPride.com. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And once again, thank you guys. Hopefully... We'll be covering a lot more Super Bowls at Arrowhead Pride. I, I tend to think this is just another one, but not the last one for Patrick Mahomes and the way that this team is constructed in the youth that they have. So we still got plenty to discuss as we start to turn the page towards next season. But once again, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you guys for riding with us. It's been a hell of a ride this season, and we'll be back with plenty of content as we start turning the page towards uh what this Kansas City Chiefs team is going to look like next season. But once again, they are Super Bowl champions. Second ring for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So thank you guys. We will talk to you again very soon here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Once again, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, taking down the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to Ah, man, what a season. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, and kicker Harrison Butker. We, we went in and made the adjustments that we needed to do as coaches and then presented it to the players after they had a chance to use the restroom. And um, uh, here, I'm good. I'm going to just... I call it, you know. Got it. <clears throat> you were 10 points behind you at halftime. So what did you say to the players at halftime? Yeah, listen, we were right there. I don't have to motivate these guys too much. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're very motivated uh, to do well. And we were down by 10 points, so it's not that, it's not that much um, with the way our defense plays and shutting people down and, and the way our offense plays by scoring points. So it's just a matter of straightening out a couple things. And um, the guys always believe. They never don't believe. Um, they always think they're in the game. Hey, guys, let me – I got no help in here. So just – I'm going to call you out. Just let me do it right here. Sam. Andy, what did you tell Patrick? I told him I love him, man. I'm proud of him for uh, leading the way there. <clears throat> and this started all the way back, um, you know, in the preseason. So – uh, in the off-season program. He's a humble kid, man, and he works his tail off. And uh, as a coach, you, you respect and you respect everything that he, he does there. Adam. Oh, go ahead. Say. Yeah, there were different plays. They're good. My assistant coaches are unbelievable. I mean, Eric beat me with the, with the game plan and the coordinate the thing, and then the young guy, all these young guys I've got uh, contribute. And, um, and you know, so, uh, you know, they've all got their spot in which they, they put plays in. And Greg Lewis, David Girardi, I mean, they all added plays in there. And, heck, they all work. They never tell me which one does it, but they show these plays show up. Adam.
Yeah, Adam, uh, I, listen, he, he's, a, he's a great kid. The only reason he had problems was uh, because of the high ankle sprain, and that's rough on a kicker, especially on that plant leg. And so as a matter of just getting through that, the tweaks that that thing uh, presents to you really for the rest of the season from when he was hurt. Um, and, uh, but he's, he's dirty tough. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say for a kicker. I'm just saying as he's a tough kid. Normally the kickers aren't the toughest guys. And this, kid, this one here, he's a tough nut, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud of those guys, uh, all of them, the young guys. I mean, heck, we have a, all these rookies in the on the back end of the defense, and they kept getting better every week. They brought great energy. Pacheco and the guys on the offensive side, you know, MVS, um, Juju, KT. I mean, these are all new faces, and um, and they, they just stepped up. I mean, they've, they've done that all year. And then here comes KT into this thing late. Um, from the Giants, and, and he has a couple of the biggest plays of the game. So, I mean, it's it's been like that. MVS, you know, big plays. Juju tonight, big plays. Uh, Pacheco, big plays. Uh, um, Sky Moore, big play. Uh, it's, it, you know, these guys, my hat goes off to them. That's a tough thing to do in this league. Man, these are the best players in the world right here, and, and I felt like these were the two best teams. I mean, my hat goes off to Philadelphia, Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman for what they've done with that with that program. And and their head coach is a legit guy. He's great for the National Football League. Man, he brings great energy. And here he is. He's a young guy, uh, and he's in the Super Bowl after his second year. Man, it's a tremendous uh, compliment for for him and the in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, if I, listen, I, mean, I, I you know this. Um, uh, we go way back. So um, I, I love Philadelphia. I love my time in Philadelphia. Um, phenomenal people. And we had some great years. Um, and, and so I, I, I left the organization on a positive note with Jeff Lurie and really everybody there. Um, so um, my, and there's still three of their real good players. There's still guys that I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I had a chance to coach, and I'm so proud of them for the careers that they've had. So um, it's a great city. It's a great city, um, as is Kansas City. Been very fortunate, man. Very, very fortunate. Coy. Yeah, listen, he, he, grew, he grew up in a locker room. He's seen the greats, and he strives to be the greatest. I mean, without saying anything, that's the way he works. I mean, he wants to be the greatest player ever. That's, that's what he wants to do, and that's the way he goes about his business. And he does it humbly, you know? I mean, there's no bragging. Uh, he could stand up here and give you the, the, these stats that are incredible that he's had, but he never, he's never going to do that. That's just not him. And so uh, we appreciate we appreciate that. And then when it's time for the guys around to raise their game, he helps them with that. He, he's one of these great the great quarterbacks make everybody around him better, including the head coach. So he's he's done a heck of a job. Herbie, thanks, Herbie. You can stand up, Herbie. Oh, you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. This is my favorite guy. He's one of my favorite guys. Go ahead. You had mentioned earlier in the week a game like this would be one in the trenches. How do you think your, your front five did against this Philadelphia Yeah, so I thought, you know this too. I mean, we talked. But um, I, I just I felt like uh, this was going to be the big boy game where uh, both your lines were going to have to really step up and play well. And, and they did. Uh, both sides. I mean, that D-line battled like, like crazy, and the, that offensive line battled like crazy. And everything wasn't smooth, but they kept going and kept going against uh, a very good football team that has good lines. Yeah. All right, sorry, we, we got time for four more Patrick's <coughs> waiting. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm... I'm honored to be whatever. I don't even know that stuff, but I mean, I'm honored to be in that. I'm very, I've been very fortunate. You know, I've had a lot of great players that have helped me get to the spot and great coaches. So um, I'm 
you know, I, I respect the game, though. I respect uh, all those guys and the jobs that they've done. And uh, if I can, if I'm mentioned with them, uh, you know, I have to think about that one for a while. <clears throat> Yeah, listen, I, mean, I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, I, my, my heart, though, is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, I just go, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer's a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old. But um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, listen, we were down you're you're right. We were down by down by ten. And that's not that's not a lot um with our defense and, and uh our offense in, in this type of a game. I mean you got two of the best teams in football playing, so um that that's not a lot of points. And uh, you just have to you gotta hang with each other and, and good things will happen and that's kinda of, that was all I had to, to say. They they listen, these guys are all in. They they do a heck of a job. We have some great leaders on this football team. Last one, Adam. Andy, just to make yep. sure I understand what you said earlier. Will be coaching the Chiefs again next season? Well, I, I, listen, Adam, if they'll have me, I'll stick around. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. I think it was, it was where we started at. Um, we started in Texas in the offseason. Uh, I mean, me meeting basically a brand-new group of receivers and, and learning, uh, learning what they did well, learning what, what we could get better at, um, and, and guys leading from there, man. I thought the guys accepted the challenge. Um, it, was a crazy, it was a crazy year, but uh, we ended up on top, man. You can't, you can't ask for any more from those guys. I mean, it felt great until I, I, I kind of rolled it a little bit. Um, I, I thought I felt really good, and then that happened, and I had a, a lot of soreness going through into halftime and was able to move it around and kind of get taped up a little bit and, and go out there in that second half. And um, it didn't feel good, but I was going to leave it all out there, and uh, I, I'm glad it was enough for the win. Patrick, what's this mean to you in terms of Andy's success tonight, too, and your, your relationship with him? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and I think everybody knew that. Um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that. Um, and to have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and the, to become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them. And it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like you said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have them around here for a little bit longer at least. Yeah, no, I, I was I was proud because it. I mean, I I talked a little bit, but it was everybody. It wasn't like I was the only person talking in that locker room, and we just challenged each other, man, to leave everything out there. And I, I don't want to say we played tight in the first half, but it, you didn't see that same joy that we play with. And I wanted guys to just know that everything we work for is for this moment. You have to enjoy this moment. You can't you can't let the moment overtake you. Um, and um, I thought the guys did that in the second half, and they fought to the very end. Um, that's all you can ask. Uh, is guys leave everything they have on the football field. It's hard, man. It's, it hasn't even sank in, I don't think, even yet. I mean, I appreciate it, I appreciate it because of the failures. I mean, the failure of losing the Super Bowl and, and losing the AFC Championship game, it may, gives you a greater appreciation to be standing here as a champion. Um, and uh, luckily, I'm going to Disneyland now, so I have Disney World and Disneyland crossed off, and I'll, I'll have to make some more parks so I can go around everywhere and do a world tour. <laughs> Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say we were counted out, but, I mean, there was a lot more critics than there was on the, the previous years I had been here. And I told them at the beginning of the year, I said, as long as Andy Reid's coaching, uh, we're going to have success as an offense, not trusting the leaders that we have on that defense. And so um, to go from a team that wasn't, I wouldn't even say majority pick to win the AFC West to, to win the Super Bowl, that speaks to the guys that we have in that locker room. Well, 
Yeah, I felt I felt I felt really good until I I re I re kind of aggravated it a little bit, but uh, it was. I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the off season. So I, I just kind of just I fought through, and we were able to win the game. Yeah, I mean, if there was any doubters left, there there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win. I mean, that was a special performance that I, I don't want to get. Lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had. I mean, even in, whenever we got all the momentum in that game and and we went up eight points in the fourth quarter, for him to respond and move his team right down the football field and run it in himself for the two point conversion, it was a special performance by him, man. And uh, I mean, it, you make sure you appreciate that when you look back on this game. Um, the first Super Bowl. I thought was I mean obviously I didn't win it the first year that I started but I thought the first Super Bowl was just kind of like oh it's this is amazing like we won the Super Bowl like this is happy like you just like a little kid winning 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 a prize at, at the at the fair I mean it, whereas this one you've dealt with failure you understand how hard it is uh, to get back on this stage and to win this game I mean I, I played in a Super Bowl where I got blown out uh, where it was I, I got all hyped up and then we you go out there and you don't do anything um, and then I lose the AFC Championship game in the overtime. Um, when I thought we had a chance to win the Super Bowl that year and uh, have a full brand new team and have to go through the, the strain of being better and better every single day, it gives you a greater appreciation for winning this game. Patrick, do you feel like this is a greater achievement for the team than the, uh, the last Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a brand new team. I, think, I mean, every Super Bowl is, is something that you will have for the rest of your life. Um, I think there's only like 12 guys that were on that team that won that first Super Bowl. It might be a, a little bit more, but... Um, so have a brand new team with a lot of rookies playing um, that that stepped up. I mean, we were down ten points at halftime to probably the best the best team in the NFL all year long, um, and they they're they're known for getting ahead of teams and kind of finishing the game off. And for those guys to step up and make those plays in that second half, man, it, it was it just speaks to the the hard work they put in every single day. And luckily, a lot of those guys are young, so we'll have them all, a lot of those guys back next year. Yeah, I had to become a better leader, um, and I've always vocally talked, but I had to, I had to I take a next step in my leadership ability of, of how I showed guys how we work and how I couldn't let the little stuff slide because we have such great players around me that have done it for so long, and I had, to, I had to teach the culture that we have here that I learned from Alex Smith and I learned from Derek Johnson. Um, it, it was I had to teach those guys the culture of how we work and do things, and um, luckily for me, I have guys like Travis and Frank and Chris that, that helped me out with that as well. And, uh, man, I, I was proud of those guys, man, how they responded in this big game. Patrick, Patrick. Did you come from behind in a Super Bowl? I know last uh, Monday we were talking that you have ready to have dinner with Elway, with the, the Manning brothers, with Tideman, with Stovak. What are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I mean, to be down to a team like that and to come back and win the game, um, I wish I'd make it easier and not be down, but I feel like I play better when we are down. So um, I'll try to do whatever I can to learn how to not get in those situations and just start fast and, and finish faster. But I mean, it's—I mean, you'll you'll look back on these games the rest of your life, and um, you you'll watch these games when they're on TV and stuff like that. And uh, I'm just glad I get to enjoy it with some of the best the best men on earth. Did you have to get um, a painkilling shot at halftime? If not. What sort of treatment did you get at halftime on the ankle? I did not get a painkilling shot, um, but uh, we, d- we did some stuff to get it ready to go for that second half. Andy made a, mentioned a lot of different guys who make plays. How about the one that Jared McKinnon made? Yeah, I mean, to have a vet like that um, who, who, who knows, I mean, all year long he proved how smart he was on that football field. He's like another quarterback back there, and he made it a little close, closer than I wanted him to. We talked about it in the huddle before the play, um, but we, we needed it because I ended up take, losing so many yards on when I was taking those knees. So uh, it was, um, it was a, a smart decision on him, and in that big of a moment you want to run in and just score the touchdown. But we work on that stuff every single week to prepare ourselves for those moments. And uh, I, I want to give a credit to Eric Bieniemy because even though sometimes we get tired of listening to them talking about those moments, they always seem to happen in the biggest games, and he makes sure we go over the details every single week about them. I thought guys just they embraced the moment. I think that's the biggest thing is um, that first half, we were playing. We were doing some good stuff, but I felt like guys were getting 
getting consumed by everything around us and not, not, not just going out there and playing and enjoying this game that we've played since we were little kids. Um, and um, guys talked in the locker room, and we just said, let's leave it all out there. Let's leave it all out there for 30 minutes and see what happens at the end of the day. Um, and I thought guys did that, and uh, I think the biggest thing was the offensive line. I mean, the way they were able to protect me in that second half whenever we couldn't use those chips, we couldn't use those, that stuff to help them out um, against a great, uh, great defensive line, that's the reason we won this game. Yeah, yeah, no, well, we, they did a good job of covering the guys that I wanted to throw to. Uh, that was the biggest thing, and I, I got going up upfield, and uh, the, how the D-line rushed, it, it left the lane, and I thought once I got out, I don't know if you could see me running, I felt like someone was just right on my back the entire time. I haven't seen the play, but I'm, like, holding the ball up here somewhere. Um, but uh, you, shoot, you just try to get in field goal range, man, and we have a, a great kicker, and you want to give him a chance to kick a field goal or score a touchdown, and um, we were able to get in that field goal range. Uh, we were smart at the end there, and he was able to kick the, the field goal to win the game. Yeah, I mean, it was news to me, and I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Reed. I mean, he has every right to retire. He's done so many great things for so long. But I could tell by the way he how much he enjoys this um, that that that's not anywhere in the near future. And I, I know that we'll have conversations um, before that moment happens. Um, and whenever that time is right for him. Uh, we'll embrace it, man. But I'm glad that he's sticking around because uh, we feel like the job's not finished. Last one right here. What did you discuss right, right in the second half? Nope, about, right here. You talked about Andy gets the best out of you. Travis got emotional talking about his leadership. And what does he mean to you guys, and how does he affect Yeah, it's because I think – I mean, I don't want to talk about all coaches, but I mean, he's the, the best coach I've ever had about – how he connects with players from everywhere. And I think you heard Frank Clark talk about it um, during the media week that we did, is no matter where you're from, he can connect with you. And he, he, you can tell he cares about you um, as a man as much as he does about a player. And so if there's something that's going on in your life, he's going to ask you about it. He's not going to worry about how you're practicing or, or hey, he needs you to be better here and here. He's going to ask you what's going on. Um, he's going to get that info from you, and he's going he's to do whatever he can to help. Um, and I think that's been the biggest thing. That's why every player that leaves Coach Reed talks so highly of him because it's not about – I mean, obviously he wants to win football games and, is, and, and be great, but he, he cares about the, the men that step in that locker room and how he can he make them better whenever they leave it. Okay, thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it. Honestly, I don't know what to feel right now. I just know that. I'm probably not. I'm not gonna cry right now, but probably when I get home or in the locker room, I'll cry. Um, but I, I honestly it's just crazy um, to come here to come here and play on a one-year deal to chase a Super Bowl ring. And I just thank all my coaches and you know my my teammates and everyone around me for making this possible, and obviously the matter, but. Yeah, man, I think just the opportunity when it presents yourself, you know, you, t you take full advantage. I'm not the type of guy who, who cares about stats, catches, who gets a ball or whatnot. All I care about is winning. And when you win, everyone's so happy. But I'm glad I got the opportunity that, to make the plays I can for my team and to put us in a position to win this game. Say it again. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, my routes to strike in, strike back out. I mean, Bradbury's a good player, but, you know, I feel like at some day it's going to be a call is going to be called. <laughs> but that boy got here. I don't know what the Giants was doing with KT, but, bro, he's a dog. And Beach and Andy Reid, bro, they, they know how to pick and choose who, who to go get and fit for this puzzle of this team. The the hard part with with him is that trying to block for him because he's so he's like a rubber man he just jukes so so many times, and it's hard to block for him. But as you can see, like I mean that punt return set us up big to put points on the board. Nah, nah. I mean I feel like I had good feet problems. I mean good feet uh, only because you know shout out to Sleep Number for the good sleeps last night. Bro, for him to be the 
all-time winning coach for both teams today, I mean, that, that says enough. I mean, he's, he's definitely up there, and that's why. Man, I love playing for him, man. I love, I love Andy Reid, man. Like, y'all don't know him personally, but that dude, is such, dude, he's such a great dude, man. He's for the players. He's for the players. You know, he, he's not a coach that's going to, you know, drive you and, and abuse you. He's the type of coach that's going to, he's going to help you, put you in the best position possible for you to go out there and perform. Me and KT were hurt last game. All, all last week, we did not practice. He looked out for us. And our training staff, I want to give a big shout-out to, yo, well, Pat, Pat, Julie, the trainer, she helped KT to get to where he was at today. David Glover helped me get to where I'm at today. After the game, the AC Championship, I couldn't walk. And I came out here because I believed in my staff and I believed in them to get me to where I'm at today. And I just want to thank them. But, yeah, Andy Reid's for sure one of the greatest coaches to ever play to, to, to coach this game. After the, after the AFC Championship game, I saw you walk off the field. And you look like, I mean, how are they going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again in two weeks? How did they do it? How did you do it? Man, just prayed every night and uh, just working in the training staff. Getting there early, putting treatment in. I was, I'm putting in four to five hours every day this past week in AZ just, just to make sure that we make this dream come true. And we did it. Feels amazing. You know, the last time I was at one of these was after the 2020 season when we lost to Tampa. So glad we were able to get the wind. It was a, you know, tough halftime for us knowing that we're down by 10. I thought. Patrick and Kels did a great job kind of rallying the troops, getting us motivated to go out there. I believe we scored a touchdown on our first drive. And then I thought special teams, you know, with the punt return uh, made a big difference for us to then, you know, get a, another close touchdown. I think Kadarius Tony got us inside the 10. So it feels amazing um, just to see all the confetti. You know, you try not to think about it too much leading up to the week, I guess two weeks of, of preparation. But, you know, it just it's amazing now that – all the, the dreams, all the visualizing that we're going to win came true, and now you can experience and, and relax and enjoy the win. Harrison, what about the dreaming, about the dreaming and visualizing for you of kicking a game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl? Yeah, um, you know, you got to take it one kick at a time, and I really try to focus on the process, but those thoughts go through your head all the time. You get asked by media the whole week leading up to it about the game-winning kick, all those things. I try to just focus on one kick and focusing on the process. Obviously, in the first quarter, missed that, that first field goal. Didn't really feel great in the warm-up, but, you know, you got to keep working on it not think about the what ifs, what if you make one, what if you miss one. You just got to go out and focus on what you can control. And, you know, I kind of had the easy job there. The offensive line did a great job blocking, great snap, great hold. And, uh, you know, thankfully that ball went through and all glory to God. Harrison, how does it compare kicking the game-winning, Super Bowl-winning field goal to what you dreamed of as a kid? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's what you dream of as a kicker, you know, getting to the Super Bowl and have a game-winning kick. And, you know, it's crazy to think that that's now happened. Uh, what is it, a walk-off game win? I don't know what it is when there's time left on the clock. But um, it's an amazing feeling, and I'm just so happy now to, to be with the Chiefs organization with, you know, great leaders. And Patrick did a great job leading us uh, to this victory. Yeah, it's good. Going into uh, the San Francisco game, we talked a lot about, you know, that we knew we were physically tough, and I just wanted to remind them how mentally tough they were. So going into that game, we talked about some failures that we had in our lives that we've overcome to get into the position that we were in last week and into obviously into this position that we're in this week. So I just reminded them of that, that.